Hello, and welcome to this very special Denver edition of the Low Key Podcast. Join us as we talk to Elle, not from Stranger Things, but from Amethyst Coffee Company. Today's episode contains us talking about where the coffee industry is headed, the journey of Amethyst, and what Amethyst really means. So get ready to hit play, because it's nice, it's easy, it's low-key. and welcome to a Denver edition of the Low Key Podcast. Um, I am here with Ella Taylor. Just L. Just L. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> From Amethyst Coffee. Um, and really excited just to be in Denver. And I'm loving the weather. How so are you good. doing today? So good. It's like just getting to be fall, so it's perfect here. That's awesome, yeah. Um, I saw you were traveling for a bit um yeah. i was in pennsylvania you were in pennsylvania <laughs> yeah and then i saw you guys were you were going to portland yep what were you doing over in uh those areas well pennsylvania's home for me so okay just home visiting the folks and portland we actually did a pop-up at either or cafe it's in selwood uh the owner's name is ro tam and she's awesome her staff is amazing and i've always wanted to kind of do that and like just travel to other cities and bring our concept there and play around meet their regulars hang out and okay Ro was super open to it and I had met her a couple of years ago at some kind of big western probably and they just seemed like an adventurous group of people so I was like yeah they'd probably be into that and they That'd were cool. so yeah. we just showed up um, took over the cafe for a day and then came home what what's a pop of just like yeah you just go we just went in we brought <laughs> we flew with our EK 43 um, which was kind of a nightmare, but also kind of fine. Okay. And yeah, we we kind of just brought our concept to them. So we brought all the coffees that we carry. Um, we pull everything as espresso. We make them all as like drip coffee. So um, we had, I want to say, probably eight different espressos that day. Nice. We brought a signature drink that was super fun. Um, yeah, we just hung out with their staff and their regulars and had a really good time. Cool. So... Can you explain what Amethyst Coffee is? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I think that <laughs> um, in its like most basic form, currently we're just a coffee shop, you know? Yeah. Um, which feels really, it kind of feels like a bummer to say that because it feels like so much more than that. Um, but in its like physical inherent form right now, that's what it is yeah Um, we're working on building a company um but that takes time and love and patience and it's been quite the test (laughs) to see if i have all of those things yeah um but yeah right now we're just we're a group of i think six of us um that get up every day and make coffee and try to be nice to people really cool do you 
how long have you guys been around and uh, are you you're just the only owner right yes uh, I'm the sole owner and we've been open for a year and seven months nice yeah that is awesome yeah it is awesome <laughs> <laughs> what was the first drink you you ever drank of, of coffee if you remember yeah and what led you to uh, specialty coffee just tell us the journey yeah um, I mean my like first first coffee was probably sips of my parents coffee as a kid um, but my first like coffee as an adult was I always drank espresso to go which is like not that embarrassing or like crazy yeah you, you hear people that are like yeah I used to drink frappuccinos or whatever um, but yeah, I always just got my espresso and it's a go cup and I would go to class with this shot of espresso and I would nurse it for like, like hours, nice. um, which looking back was super weird. Um, but I, I got into specialty coffee kind of just because it was convenient. Um, I was in Boston going to school and nice. working as a bartender and hating my schedule and was like, eh, if I work in coffee, maybe I can move some things around. So I got a job around the corner from school and um, it just kind of sucked me in. The The guys there were super great about like coaching me and um, introducing me to a lot of different coffees and teaching me what was what was good and what was bad and my poor first head barista I remember arguing with him he would be like you know coffee, good coffee you shouldn't be bitter like it doesn't have to be bitter and I was like stop that like, coffee's bitter and yeah. he's like no like this is why it's not and I would just I just like argued with him forever I was like I was like no coffee's bitter don't be yeah. stupid stop telling me stop lying to me stop doing that <laughs> and like me being my like stubborn self and he's just like the sweetest guy and he's sitting there like no it's not no it's not no it's not and I was like and finally one day I was like oh he's totally right <laughs> <laughs> I I remember those days yeah, yeah. Totally. I, I, I would I would say that a lot when I worked in a, a coffee shop when I was um, when I first started to drink coffee, and I was like, "It's totally bitter. I don't yeah. understand what you're saying." <laughs> yeah. like, and then and then like your palate develops, and then it's like, "Whoa, what is this world?" Yeah, totally. It's rabbit hole after rabbit hole. Yeah. So, what made you decide I want to be in the coffee industry, and what led you to building up of amethyst? amethyst? Mm-hmm. And what makes you passionate about coffee or the coffee industry? There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. That's good. I'm organizing them in my brain. Um, I guess a lot of things. I think I realized that coffee is, it's an incredible industry in that it's, it knows no bounds. Um, I mean, I guess you can make the argument for certain um, limitations, but there's, it's super global. Um, I think that more more so than anything else I've ever done, it made me feel like I was part of a bigger picture, and mm-hmm. I like that. I think as humans, we tend to get really disconnected from what from what's happening in the world around us, and we get really stuck in our our day to day lives, which is fine, but not a way I was looking to think about my life. Yeah. Um, so I, I I just value that. There's people all over the world that care about coffee at some point in some way. And I think that's it's pretty great to have some kind of connection with people that you don't know or don't speak the same language as or don't yeah. aren't living in the same socioeconomic status or 
whatever the case may be, it's it's pretty great these days to have something that you can bond over. Mm. Um, so that was really that was just something that made me feel very happy and comforted. And the days that were hard and the days when you know people were maybe not that fun or I wasn't feeling my best, it, that that thought always kind of kept me going. Yeah. Um, and then. I don't remember any of the other questions. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, what, what led you to building up a amethyst? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I, I hit a point in coffee where it was, I was building things for other people and that was fine, but ultimately I was like, I, I wasn't feeling exceptionally valued as a person, um, or as an employee. And I was like, I'm going to try my best to create a company that is really good at valuing their people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of what did it. It was a really quick, it was super quick. It was way faster than I thought it would be. I quit my job in September. I signed a lease in October. We did a build out and opened in February. It was wow. crazy. That is crazy. It was nothing like, I didn't spend years preparing for it. I didn't have it all thought out. <laughs> I, yeah. I think there's like not much else to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was not maybe totally ready, but uh, but so far so good. So yeah, something I mean, must be going well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely love your guys' shop. Thank you. The, the, the first day I was in Denver, I visited Denver, like yeah. I just felt very welcomed and awesome. very, very appreciated there. And people were talking to me, your baristas and yeah. stuff. So it was really cool, um, just a really cool environment. I, I love Thanks. the environment. And I think the name is really cool too. Thank you. It's so, fun, yeah. Um, oh no, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Ice Speaking of amethyst, the word. Yeah. It is a very creative word. Yeah. Um, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally use in my vocabulary. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so do you, is there, is there a meaning behind it or how um, did you come up with it? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's like, there's a couple, there's a couple things kind of associated with it for me that um, I wanted to, I wanted to first name it after my dad. Um, his name is Fred, and Fred's coffee shop doesn't sound that cool. Yeah. Um, but he was born in February, and Amethyst is the birthstone for February. Oh, I did not. I, that's my birthstone. I it should is. know that. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, and then I was like, uh, I was kind of trying a way, trying to find a way for it to really apply to all of the ideas of the concept. So I wanted something that was. A little bit more feminine, um, okay. but not overtly feminine. I find that it's our ice machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nothing's happening here, guys. Yeah, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine. Um, and yeah, I just I think that there's a there's a lot of parts of coffee and the service industry in general that's still exceptionally male dominated, which is fine. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, you know, that's a kind of a bigger, different conversation. But I wanted to have something that. Um, just kind of pushed a little bit more of a feminine feel. Yeah. Without being overtly, overtly feminine. Yeah. Um, and then the other idea is that I think I love, there's like this one image that I always get when I taste 
washed Ethiopians. Okay. Um, and it's tasting coffee is so fun, and it's really silly a lot of the time. But this like picture that I get in my head is of a little a little jewel, like a gemstone with a leaf on it. That's what like washed Ethiopians taste like to me. Some kind mm. of like jewel or gemstone with a little leaf. And I was like, that's kind of fun. That I don't know, coffee is such a precious thing. Yeah. And to kind of equate it with some kind of gemstone or something that people hold in some kind of reverence was was enticing to me. So it all seemed to kind of fall into place yeah. and make a lot of sense. That's cool. Yeah, that's the long answer for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Um, I, I think it's it's cool because you you don't you don't see a lot of women that are owners in the coffee industry and I think it's cool I was really excited to interview yeah <laughs> because I was like it's a girl like yeah I don't get this very often totally so and totally. It, it just made me excited because um nothing against males but like no. I feel like it's easier to talk to females and males yeah totally I think a lot of the times it depends on the person um but I think there are probably inherent female characteristics that are slightly more approachable yeah but again depends on the person yeah so. i would like to see more women like own coffee shops oh yeah i think cool. it's happening i also i think i've seen um i mean of late i've seen a lot of women step up into leadership roles even if it doesn't mean ownership but mm -hmm. just stepping up and competing and vocalizing feelings and thoughts and frustrations and yeah love and i mean i think it's women in this industry are headed in, in an incredible direction and I feel it can only it's only getting better yeah. if not all of the difficulties are going away but um, we're certainly I think trying to work through them more as a community rather than each individual person which is a huge deal so, mm, that is a big deal yeah so why did you decide to become a multi-roaster? That, that's what you are, right? Yeah, technically. Um, technically under the coffee world? Yeah. Instead of a roaster? Or is there roasting, bigger picture, is there roasting ahead in the, the future? Oh no, not ever. <laughs> I have no desire to sit in a room by myself all day with a machine. Um, no, I really, I think that, to be honest, I think people take roasting too lightly. I mm -hmm. see a lot of people open roasteries and without having a lot of experience and I kind of don't get it. I understand that margins, if you want to sell it, are better, but, and if you're really, really, really into it, then I think going and working for a roastery and having like some kind of apprenticeship under a roaster is incredible. Yeah. But I have no desire um, personally to do that. I think there's, there's plenty of great roasters out there right now. Um, and I would rather see them like focus and get better so I can focus and get better at what I do and be able to support their product and what we do. Um, yeah, just to not, I think it would, it would spread what the company, what Amethyst is and what I want it to be. It would just spread it too thin and it wouldn't, at the end of the day, it wouldn't make us better. It would, I don't know. It's a, uh, one of those things where I've watched friends of mine start roasting companies and I mean the guys at Commonwealth are we're super close and yeah I'm I really respect what both of them have done and what if we're talking about roasting Jason in particular has done and I'll never roast better coffee than him because yeah. I won't put the time in to do it so 
I'd rather support him and have a great relationship with him and Ryan and their their staff and their company um, than try to like do it myself. Mm -hmm. Even if margins are better. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's funny because I'm actually interviewing them tomorrow. Nice. I know. What is um, what is your personal favorite brew method? I don't have one. You don't? I don't believe in choosing brew methods over choosing coffees. Um, you're brewing. The first thing counterculture ever taught me was you're brewing a coffee, not a brew method. Mm -hmm. And I still, to this day, feel very passionately about that. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I don't have like, I don't prefer a Chemex to a Kalita to an Aeropress to an Espresso. You love um, them all. Yeah, I, but there's certainly coffees that I've found that I don't like or that I prefer. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how I feel about that. Okay. Is there a region of coffee you like most? No. No? I mean, everything's... The thing that's great about coffee is that it's a seasonal crop, so we're, like, coming into getting some Colombians, and Onyx uh, from Arkansas has a Colombian that is just, like, so beautiful right now that... Mm -hmm. I mean, if you were to ask me right now, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's my favorite coffee I've ever had. <laughs> but yeah. like, tomorrow or in two months, I'll be like, like, but Kenyans are coming out soon, and I'm going to be so excited. And yeah. So it changes all the time. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Is is there any notes this week that that are hitting your mouth right now in your palate that you love? or With that coffee or with anything? Um, with coffee or with anything? Like, <laughs> like that specific coffee? Like that Colombian or? Uh, just any coffee. Or, or just like working through this week or the past week. What, what notes have been like just really standing out to you right now? Man. Um, again, super coffee dependent. Uh, Commonwealth just released an Ethiopian limu that is probably my favorite Ethiopian I've ever had. They had it last year and I just really look forward to it has this beautiful like juniper berry thing on the end of it so it's kind of mm. mentholy it's awesome super fun that sounds tasty yeah. that sounds very tasty yeah speaking of tasty yeah i am drinking a doctor captain yeah. blackbeard yeah. did i get that correct you latte it. yeah <laughs> nice i don't know how i remember that name Me either it's one of your signature drinks it is can you tell us a little bit what's what's in it yeah or? it's um it's a black walnut simple syrup and then just a little like sprinkle of clove on top. We're looking for something folly, but not pumpkin-y. Mm, uh, yeah, everybody goes for pumpkin right yeah, now. Yeah, we did a pumpkin last year, it's great. Um, but we change our signature drink menu every three to four months-ish. So, okay. Um, so yeah, this is just the one, we, we do it as a staff. So we sit down on, um, on a Sunday and everybody brings a drink to the table and we taste through them and we it's really awesome super fun yeah we critique and we add things and um, then we work out recipes and we work out a prep list and on the menu they go cool yeah do you have any other signature drinks out there or right now yeah there's five okay um, so we have the mama's cure which is black tea lemon um, orange and cinnamon we have the Win Roman Palmer, which is iced chrysanthemum tea. Oh, uh, sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Lemon. Oh, I forgot. There's maple honey in the Mama's Cure. Oh. So good. It's so good. Um, and then what? Chrysanthemum tea, lemon, Topo Chico, um, and then a, a lemon wedge um, sprinkled with anise powder. Uh, there's the, oh my gosh. Oh, the getting figgy with it, <laughs> which is uh, 
fig and cedar puree with mm-hmm. uh, mixed with um, a shot of Kenyan espresso that's pulled out to 100 grams, Ooh. which is super fun. And then it's served with a side of graham crackers. It's kind of like a fig Newton. It's really fun. Oh. Um, I feel like one. That's two, dangerous three, for me. Four. I think that was five. And then the Dr. Captain Blackbeard latte. Yeah. Yeah. Those are our sick drinks right now. Man, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, where do you think the coffee industry is heading? If you have... Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I think they all kind of compartmentalize a little bit. Um, something I'm, I've been exceedingly excited about and am really looking forward to more of is kind of make... We've been making ourselves more approachable as an industry. Um, yeah. You know, and this is something that, like, I'll just say this in reference to Amethyst, because that's really all I can speak to these days. Uh, we just do our best to be as approachable as we can for everyone mm-hmm. without compromising what we feel is good and what we feel really represents us as a company. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we'll put your espresso in a to-go cup you can have whatever flavor or sweetener or anything you want. Um, there's no judgment about anything. Like, whatever makes you happy is what makes us happy. Yeah. But there's, like, some things that, you know, we can't offer. Um, we don't make smoothies. We don't um, make food, really. And that's just because that's not something we feel that, like, represents us. Mm. And But I think that coffee shops more and more are becoming more and more approachable to the general public and um that's exciting because that means we sell more coffee which supports our industry and yeah like that's ultimately the goal right is so that we all have jobs in 10 years (laughs) so that we don't just (laughs) die out um i also think like we talked about a little bit that talking about um gender and coffee is more and more conversation that I see happening, which I think is great. Um, I think that mental and emotional health in working in the service industry is a huge conversation that I would like to hear more of and that I try to talk to with my, talk about with my staff a lot. It's like, you have to take care of yourself as a person. You gotta get enough sleep. You have to go home and spend some time alone after a shift or like do something good for yourself. Because it gets, I mean, it can get old day after day standing behind a bar and making sure other people are happy and oftentimes sacrificing your own needs and mm. your own desires for what everybody else wants. Yeah. That really, that can, that can get to you if you're not taking care of yourself. Um, and if you'd true. like to make co- coffee like a more sustainable career choice and not just a job, mm. then yeah, baristas have to pay a little bit more attention to how they're treating themselves. And I think yeah. that's also a conversation that more and more people are having uh, but I'd like to, I'd like to see that get a little bit bigger. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. What's your favorite thing about running a small a shop or a small business? Man. I know. I, mean, I come with hard questions. No, it's good. I think <laughs> that. Uh, I mean, my staff. Mm-hmm. My staff's my favorite thing about everything. Yeah. They're like, they're my family, you know, they, um, 
I'm like gonna cry because that's my yeah. mental state right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, they just they mean so much to me and they work so hard um, to make this place run the way it does. And after working alone for a really long time doing this, yeah. uh, having them here is like just the best thing that possibly could have ever happened to this company. Um, I just have no desire. For a while, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna... I, like, started this company without a business partner, without anybody. Not anybody. I mean, I have a really supportive fiancé. Uh, I have really supportive friends and family. But sometimes you go home at night, and after working open to close by yourself for the sixth day in a row, and you're like, I'm all alone, and this sucks, and it's really hard, and yeah. I want to quit, and I want to cry. And I don't want to go back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of those nights. Um, but it was all totally worth it. Just because now I have a team of people that believes in what we do and cares about what they do. And they're super nice to people. Um, they're really approachable and knowledgeable and willing to learn and grow with me and with Amethyst. And that's a big deal. Yeah. That's my favorite thing. That's 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 what I love about like small businesses too. Yeah. And like and like just coffee I, I see this more in coffee shops and stuff. It's becoming more of a family atmosphere. Totally. For for, for the team, like totally. Like I, I see that like they become such a network for each other and yeah. stuff and it's really cool to see. It's so good. Yeah. I uh, mean that's what's gonna give us hopefully some longevity too. Mm -hmm. I mean the turnover from a from an emotional perspective and from a guest perspective and from like a financial perspective is A, extremely expensive to train new people. B, you can never, you don't ever have a feeling of like people that know what they're doing if you're constantly turning your staff over. Yeah. And when your guests see that people stick around, then they feel like they're part of the family too and they see mm. a new face and they're like, hey, who are you? Like, yeah. What's up? <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. Real fun. I think it's very encouraging, though, to see an owner like you and be that way and be that passionate about, like, your staff and stuff. Yeah. And that's really encouraging. Like, I love to see that in owners. Yeah. So. I think, I mean, it, I still work a decent amount of hours on the floor, and I think a lot of it is that I think it would be really easy for me to, to step away and forget what it's like to be a 40 hours a week barista or a full-time barista yeah um, it's not easy yeah. it's just not easy and that's something that I think it's been at least when I started in coffee maybe eight-ish years ago um, being a barista was like super fun and it was like hip and cool and there's still an aspect of that but these days more and more it's like if you want to do this for forever it's not it's not that easy of a job you're on your feet you know probably eight hours a day mm -hmm. and you work with a product that is maybe consistent or not consistent you're often over caffeinated and under hydrated <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah so it's it's not that easy of a thing but if you can provide like a back-end support system of like a staff of people that care about each other it makes the whole thing a lot better. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Why Why did you choose Denver over yeah. any other place? Are you from Denver, by the no, way? No, I'm from Philly. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, grew up outside of Philly, um, went to school in Boston, moved out here. I don't think I chose Denver. I think Denver chose me. <laughs> I don't, like I said, it all happened really quickly, and I hadn't been planning it for years. I hadn't been thinking about it forever. Um, and here we are. So. Yeah. How long were you in Denver before before it happened? Or Two years. Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out, outside of that, mm-hmm. um, you said you have a fiance. I do. Yeah. How how are like wedding plans and stuff like that going? Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> they're good. We just we just settled on a date and um, and a place a couple weeks ago. So we're getting married next fall. And I mean, he's the best. He's incredible, and it's gonna be really fun. I'm not a planner obviously (laughs) Um, so it's a little hard for me to conceptualize how it's all gonna work Um, Mm. but our we both have decently large families so we're gonna do a ceremony with just family and close friends up in the mountains and then come back to Denver and throw a big giant party for all of our friends yeah it's gonna be fun what um what separates you from from other coffee shops or other shops? I think that question is kind of an intangible thing. I mean, okay. there's... Um, I could say lots of things. I could say we pull all of our coffees as espresso and offer them as pour-overs, so, like, you can get any coffee any way you want it. And at any given time, we have, like, 7 to 15 coffees on espresso, which is... A, insane, and B, really fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I also think that I I think we do a really good job of creating an atmosphere and a space. Um, and not to say that other people don't do that. It's yeah. just the atmosphere and the space that no other group of people can create because they're not us. You know? Mm. Like, every, every shop does that. Um, I also think that my goals on the, on the back end for my staff are, are different um, from a lot of people's, but they're not quite, we're not quite at that place yet, so I can't really say that we're different yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does the future look for, like, for Amethyst? And is there, is there anything you're dreaming about or dreaming about doing with Amethyst? Yeah. But it's a secret. Okay. If it's a secret, you don't have to say. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, how can people support you? How can um, people check you out and whatnot? Oh, man. I mean, we've we've been so... Lucky is the wrong word. Um, the coffee community in Denver and in general has been incredibly supportive of us already. Every time people come to town, they're like, oh, my friends from here sent me here, and my friends from here, and somewhere and so on and so forth and it's just so it's I feel like that's almost all you can do is just send people to come say hi yeah Um, that's like the best part is meeting people and hanging out and making coffee and talking about life so we're I feel super fortunate to have had that already and we're happy to we'd be happy to keep that going yeah that's awesome yeah 
Well, I want to thank you for being on and taking time out of your busy schedule. Totally. Like you got you got a wedding, you got <laughs> to plan. Happening. Yeah, happening. <laughs> and then you're you're owning a shop. But just thank you for sitting down and letting us hear like what Amethyst is about yeah. and like just who you are personally. Um, grateful for having you on. Hey, yeah. um, but thanks, thanks again. Yeah, thanks so, for having me. You're welcome. See you later. Bye. I want to thank you guys again for listening to the Low-Key Podcast. Guys, if you're in the Denver area, definitely go check out Amethyst Coffee Company. They're fantastic. They make great coffee and create such a great environment for their customers. Also, if you're new to the podcast, follow us on Instagram. Go like us on Facebook. And we'll keep you updated on what's going on with Low-Key. Who we interviewed and whatnot. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes to listen to our older podcast episodes. Also, if you're a regular listener, go review. Go, re- go give us reviews. Give us feedback. Maybe give us stars. Love that. Um, and suggestions on who we should check out and interview next. Well, that wraps up everything here in Low Key Land. Remember to keep it nice, easy, and low-key. Thanks, guys.